All right, we are starting a new series today called Follow the Prompt. And before we get into that, I do want to announce that this weekend we are launching our Egan campus. It'll be our sixth campus in the United States. And uh, I think all of our campuses, let's just celebrate that God is doing that, adding another campus. And let's give him praise and thanks for that. It's an awesome thing. Uh, we are just praying wherever God opens the door, we are following and uh, starting new campuses. And, and it's funny, if you miss a week, you never know, we might start another one. So, uh, but it's good. Follow the prompt. I want to talk to you about maturing and hearing the voice of God because this year we've been saying our theme is to let the Holy Spirit do his perfect work in us for us to really mature. Our church has been growing and growing. Here we are adding a new campus and we're growing, but we want to make sure we keep going uh, with depth and maturity and being more like Jesus. We need more mature followers. We really do. We need more mature followers that will continue to move and be more like Jesus so we can reach more people that are a far, long way away from Jesus. So uh, let's learn to hear God and mature as believers because here's what mature believers do. Mature believers learn how to hear the voice of God. And you might be thinking, God speaks to me? Yes, he does. God will speak to you. If you are a believer and a follower of Jesus Christ, he will speak to you. And a lot of you didn't even know that he was speaking to you. Now, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, can I tell you this? He will also speak to you. He will. He will speak to you if you don't know him as Lord and Savior. The thing that he's speaking to you, though, is this. He's saying, I'll forgive you. I'll forgive you. Stop running from me. Stop running. Let it go. I'll forgive you. My ways are better than the world's way. And he keeps following you, and he keeps saying that. He says, I'll give you forgiveness. You can be made new. And I, if I could just say anything, if you don't know Jesus Christ, you should follow that prompt. You should follow that prompt and listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit that's tugging on your heart saying, give your life to Jesus Christ. He died for you. He loves you. Follow that prompt. Now, if you know Jesus, he talks to you more than that. He brought you into faith, and now as a follower of God, he starts to speak to you, and it's pretty amazing that Christianity is unique among all religions in the fact that we get to have a personal relationship with God. We get to have a personal relationship with God more than that. God places his spirit within us. That's incredible to think that divinity, to God places himself within us and brings us into relationship with him. And we have this privilege now to hear from him. It's an amazing thing. John 17, 3 says, Now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. It's a privilege. When we have eternal life, we can know God, we can hear him, we are in relationship with him, and it's an incredible thing. Now on this journey, you got to realize God will speak to you. God will speak to you. And in this series, some of you, the light's just going to go off. You're going to be like, that was the Holy Spirit all along. I had no idea that the Holy Spirit was speaking to me, that you didn't even realize that. And I do want to say this as we get this series started. I want to apologize that we haven't talked about this enough. I just really, honestly, of all the things we could talk about, this is so critical that you learn to hear the Holy Spirit. You learn to hear the promptings of God. You learn to say yes to what the Holy Spirit is saying. And uh, I look back in the series of all the things that we've talked about, 
And, and we just don't talk about this enough. So as your pastor, I want to apologize. I want to bring this to the forefront and say we're going to dig in in this series and we are going to talk about hearing the voice of God. And I want to let you know that we're using a lot of resources here. Um, I read so many books and so many sermons and so many teachings and uh, did study and all this stuff. And uh, I have so many different sources. I can't even give all of them credit. But I'm going to tell you, not all of this is original, and uh, I, I would like to say this. I came up with a new saying, um, I am not plagiarizing, I am simply organizing, all right? So I'm not plagiarizing, I'm organizing what other people said, put it all together, and hoping that you can learn from this. So when I say God wants to speak to you, what kind of reaction do you get? What happens inside you? Man, if you're from a charismatic background, you're like, yeah. Come on, Lord, we got a few of them, all right. They're like, yeah, all right. If you're from a more conservative background, you're like, I don't know. If you're shy or you're thinking that's not for today, you're probably thinking, I don't know, Pastor Rob, are you sure God's speaking to me? But I wanna let you know that God wants to speak to you. He is speaking to you. You just have to learn to listen. You just have to learn to listen. Uh, there are times where the word of the Lord is rare, like it says in the scripture, but I'm telling you right now, the word of the Lord is strong. The Spirit is moving all across the earth. The Holy Spirit is moving and talking to people and leading and guiding us. And he's guiding us in some pretty, pretty incredible ways. And I want to let you know in this series, I'm going to use uh, sermon illustrations that are either with me, my family, or somebody you know, telling me right away. Not like, hey, I heard about somebody in a book that once heard the prompting of God like this, you know, necessarily. If they're not my friend, if I don't have it in a close proximity, I don't want to use the illustrations in this series because there's enough that's going on with us. But I got to tell you one that our missionary did. He came here the other day, Danny from Cuba. He was sharing me in one, of our, in one of our meals he was sharing with me. It was amazing. He was telling me about hearing the voice of God because I told him, I said, I'm, I'm doing this series about following the prompt and hearing the voice of God. And, and he's like, oh, do I ever have a story for you? One of the ladies in our church, he said, this is incredible. She shared this in church. You won't believe this. And so he went on to tell me about this lady hearing the voice of God and following the prompt. She got up that day and she's in Cuba. And she is doing her devotion. She's there. She's praying. She's just, Lord, I love you. She's having a little worship time. And God says, you know what you need to do? You need to go to the grocery store right now. So she's like, okay. She's kind of feeling this prompting, this thought, this just something that wasn't her own thought. Go and go to the grocery store. So she's getting ready to go to her traditional grocery store. And God goes, no, you're going to the other one. Now, for those of you that are not familiar with Cuba, there are two forms of money there. There are the pesos and the things that everyone in the communist world lives with. Then there are those things that the communist leaders live with and foreigners do, and it's called convertibles. It's a higher level of currency. And don't get me started on this, but that's part of the evils of communism. Common people here, leaders and outsiders are here. So she's thinking, I'm supposed to go to the peso grocery store because that's what she deals with in just a few pesos a month. But God says, no, you're going to the convertible grocery store. And she's thinking, well, God, you know I don't have any convertibles. You know that that's way more expensive. And so she goes to the grocery store. She's thinking, maybe God wants to show me what I could eat. Okay. <laughs> so she goes in the store, and God says, get a cart. And as clear as it can be, she's like, without a cart. And God's like, go get a cart. So she goes. She's doing this inner thing, like, go get a cart. So she goes and gets a cart. She's walking around in the store. And God says, fill it up with groceries. And she's like, Lord, you know I don't have any money. He's like, fill it up with groceries. So she's like, I, I, I don't know. I mean, that's the voice of God. I know the voice of God. I feel this inner prompting. And, I, and I, so she starts putting things in. And she's walking by things that are really expensive. And God goes, put one in. Put a couple in. Put more in. But she's like, 
Lord, I don't have any money, you know? And so she's like, okay, I don't know what kind of exercise this is. Maybe it's in humility or embarrassment or something. And so and she's pushing the cart, and God's like, all right, go check out. And she's thinking, like, I have no money, God. And God's like, go check out. And so she starts thinking, okay, here's what I'm going to do. If I get up there and I go to check out and they ring it all up and I don't have any money, I'm just going to tell them like, oh, sorry me, silly me, I left my money at home. So she's got this plan. It's kind of her fallback plan, all right? <laughs> she gets up to the front and God goes, I'll, you know, check out three. And she's like, check out six. And God goes, go to check out three. So she's like, okay. So she goes over to check out three. She gets in line. And she gets in line, and the person's done in front of her. And as she steps up to the counter to go to do her groceries, sirens start going off. Whoop! She's like, see, now God's going to get me arrested, you know? <laughs> and all of a sudden, they come running out of the back room with balloons and confetti. And they're like, you are the 10,000th customer. All your groceries today are free. And she's like, glory to God. She just starts preaching to all of them. You won't believe it. I had no money. God told me to come here. This is amazing. You know? How many want in on a little bit of that, right? <laughs> All right. That's amazing. Don't try that at Cub this weekend or Rainbow or Target. You, know, you better be led of God. Okay, but here's the thing. The, the, the Holy Spirit is speaking to us. The Holy Spirit is speaking to us, and the issue is, are we listening? Sometimes it'll be incredible like that. And in week three, we'll talk a little bit about when God asks you to do something incredibly amazing, maybe even a touch crazy, and how do you deal with that, okay? But he will speak to us in very practical ways. He will pre speak to us just in the everyday normal things that he'll speak to us about mostly about our character being formed into his image. But here's a couple things about following the prompt and learning to hear God. The first thing is you've got to believe that he's speaking. You have to believe that he is speaking and he wants to speak to you and he has something to say to you and you need to listen. Let me read a few scriptures because the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I want you to understand, Romans 8, 14 says this, for those who are led by the spirit of God are the children of God. So there's something going on that you are being led by the spirit of God. The spirit of God is leading you and talking to you and the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. Now, I want to let you know the word led in that passage in Romans 8 it's a verb that is a present tense that implies an ongoing regular pattern of activity that you are going to be led, not just one time into the presence of God, that those who are led of God are the children of God. And if you're a child of God, he wants to lead you and he wants to get you to where you need to be. Now, in this text, it's talking about he'll lead you into the moral formation to look like Jesus, but he will lead you in all ways. Isaiah 30, verse 21, speaking about wayward people that are drifting away from God. Here's what the Bible says. It says, whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. And the passage there that Isaiah was saying, he's saying that God is telling him, if you walk away from me, I'm still going to talk to you. If you walk away from me, think about this. This is for wayward people, and they're walking away from God, and God's saying, if you walk away from me, I'm still going to be right behind you. I'm going to be saying, turn around, come back to me. There's a better way here. Repent of your sins. Come back to me. Think of how amazing God is. Think about how amazing the God we serve is that even when people walk away from him, turn their back to him, he doesn't say, well, if you're going to turn your back, I'll turn my back. He says, I'm going to follow behind you, telling you the way you should go. And the voice you're going to hear, that's me telling you to turn around. That's amazing. 
John 16, 13, it says, but when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. So it's being prophesied that when the Holy Spirit is poured out, he's gonna lead us into all truth. He's gonna bring us to the right places. And we're gonna look at that following the prompts of the Holy Spirit that he leads us into. John 10, 4, which is talking about us being sheep and hearing the voice of the shepherd. It says, when he has brought out all his own, he goes ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. God's speaking to us and he's speaking to us by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I wanna let you know, it's a supernatural thing. It's a supernatural thing and the Holy Spirit is God's active part on this planet right now. And the Holy Spirit is speaking to us and he's very real. He's a person in the Trinity and he is speaking to us and he's whispering and he's leading and he knows your middle name and he's talking to you. And it's very interesting because it's a supernatural thing. And so if you say, well, I don't have this all figured out, that's okay. You are human, you are, are mortal and you're dealing with immortality, you're dealing with the eternal, you're dealing with the supernatural, and you're going to have to learn to listen to the prompts of God. So how does God speak to us, though? How does the Holy Spirit speak to us like it's saying that he'll lead us into all truth? He does it through these spontaneous thoughts that appear in our mind. It's very simple. Some of you are waiting for the Holy Spirit to speak to you with an accent, all right? The Lord would say to thee, you know, he's not going to do that, all right? He's not going to do that. He's going to talk to you, and it's going to sound just like your thoughts. Some people say it sounds like my conscience. The Lord is speaking to you with spontaneous thoughts, and they're thoughts that you wouldn't normally think of on your own. I was talking to one guy, and he said, you know, I knew it was the Lord one day because he said, get up, and I love to sleep, and I knew it had to be the Lord because that is not my thought. <laughs> okay? Spontaneous thoughts that he's speaking to you. And the purpose is to, to, to get you to where God wants you to be. And sometimes it's a spontaneous thought, like, forgive this person, talk to this person. Now, we want it loud. We want God to speak to us in an audible voice. And it is true that he rarely does, but he does it, speaks in an audible voice. But almost all the time, he's speaking to us in that spontaneous thought in our mind that is there that wouldn't be there normally. And it's something that God says. He just talks to you. Now, the interesting thing is, this is what makes it confusing. You have your thoughts, God's thoughts, and you have the enemy's thoughts. And you have to learn as a follower of Jesus Christ to learn when it's your thoughts, when it's God's thoughts, and when it's the enemy's thoughts. When it's the enemy's thoughts, we know, take every thought captive, and we're going to bring them into obedience to Christ. But then we struggle, like, is that my thought or God's thought? Whose thought is this? And we're going to have to learn to hear God with those spontaneous thoughts. Again, it's not loud. It's not loud. We want it loud. We want, you know, all these things. Like if God wrote it in the sky, then I'd know. No, you don't need that. It's a still, small voice. And Elijah talks about this. And we hear about it in 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 11 through 13. The Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. After the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. Then a voice said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? Okay, so it was that still, small voice. It wasn't the earthquake. It wasn't the fire. It wasn't all that. And I think about this. When you, 
If God only spoke to us in booming earthquake fire things, how many know we'd be afraid of them, but I don't know how our relationship would do. If your relationship is all yelling and explosive, you might be Italian, but occasionally <laughs> it gets softer, right? It gets softer. If it's all, it's like, shut up, ah, ah, crazy chaos. That's not relationship. Even Italians bring it down. And relationship is there in the whisper. And that's the thing. And God's saying, I'm going to give you spontaneous thoughts. It'll be that gentle whisper, and you're going to need to obey it. Things like forgive that person. You say, that's not my thought. Give that money. You say, man, that must be God. Get up early and pray and wake up. Man, that must be the Lord. Wake up in the middle of the night and pray for that missionary. It must be the Lord. Serve. He just, he will lead and guide you and you gotta believe that he will and that he wants to do that in the simplest way and in the most complex way. I'm just gonna give you one that hearing the voice of God and the prompt that was there, I just believe he wants to speak to me in that still small voice. And my wife and I years ago, were driving on 494 right by the Mall of America. We're driving right there and we're just about to come up to Lindale right in that range. And we were following right behind a, a truck that had four brand new snowmobiles on this trailer. And I was just like, oh, those are amazing. I would love to go full throttle on those. Oh, man, those are amazing. Look at those. They're brand new. Oh, they're just gorgeous. I mean, oh, someday it'd be cool to go just and have one. And I'm just kind of thinking that and just having fun. I'm driving, right? We got to drive. And all of a sudden, I just feel this prompting past the snowmobiles right now. I'm like, wow, those are beautiful. Past the snowmobiles right now. Do not look at the snowmobiles anymore. Go around the snowmobiles right now. I'm thinking, oh, I must be coveting. All right, so I'm just kind of just, all right, God, I just, sorry, I was going to enjoy those snowmobiles. All right, you know, and I'm going by, and I'm like, that's really weird because usually you don't speak to me while I'm driving, and this, it feels like you. It doesn't feel like me because me would want to sit there behind the snowmobiles, and I'm kind of having this thought in my mind, and all of a sudden, the trailer breaks free from the, the truck, and the snowmobiles go flying all over the interstate, and I was right behind that trailer, and I was like, that was you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Like that was, you can do that anytime you want. Keep this guy alive. How many need help with your driving? <laughs> the Holy Spirit will speak to you. It's thoughts that aren't there. It's those spontaneous thoughts that you wouldn't think of normally. And many times, that's the voice of God. Now, another way for you to understand this and to really understand how God wants to speak to you is you need to spend time in listening mode. Spend time in listening mode. A lot of us don't do that. We never get still with God. We never go into his word. And speaking of stillness, I mean, if I was the enemy, I would try to make people so busy that they could never hear the voice of God. Huffington Post did a survey the other day and they, they surveyed people and they found that we spend over five hours online and four and a half hours watching TV every day and another uh, hour and a half with our iPods or radio or other media, almost 12 hours a day with other voices and other things coming in, and then we wonder why we can't hear the voice of God. We don't have stillness. And if I could say this, you cannot multitask God. You can't multitask him. You need to spend time being still and listening to him and learning to hear how the Holy Spirit wants to speak to you. And if I can give you advice for your devotion time, your scripture reading, your soap, turn off the phone Disable the email. If you use electronics, disable them so that the tyranny of the urgent just doesn't break in and you start multitasking the voice of God. Don't do that because you break the flow. You need to spend time silent in stillness listening to God. Another thing is as you read his word. 
As you read his word, you'll hear him more. He will speak to you. And in this series, in week three, I want to do this also. I want to show you. I want to read a passage of scripture, and I want to show you how the Holy Spirit is speaking to me as I'm reading that passage of scripture, as he's prompting things and speaking to me as I read God's word, because it's alive and it's something that just jumps off the page. So we'll show you how that happens in my life. As you, as you spend time hearing God and you're listening to him and you're spending time in silence and as you're spending time in the word and you're trying to decipher the prompts of God, just realize you can't mess it up so bad when you're, when you're trying to hear God. If you're trying to hear God, just start to learn to go with the flow, go with the flow of these promptings. And the best thing I can say, some of you are so afraid of what God might say that you don't even want to listen. Don't live in fear. God does not want you to live in fear so that you don't want to hear the promptings. And don't live in fear when you hear the promptings where you're paralyzed. It's kind of like when my mom got her first computer. She called me. She's like, I'm not touching anything. It says fatal error. I don't want to touch it. It could blow up. I don't want to kill anybody. You know, I'm like, Mom, it's okay. Just touch the buttons. It's a, she's like, but I don't want to ruin it. I'm like, don't worry. You can't ruin it that bad. Just move forward. Touch the button. Go ahead. You can do it. All right? Obey what God is saying and go for it. Here's the thing that I've used as a guide when I'm wondering, is it the flesh? Is it God? Is it the enemy? If it's a good thing, I know it's not the enemy. Okay? So I know that. All right. It's out. If it's a good thing, it could be my flesh or it could be God. But here's the way I figure it. It's never wrong to do good. It's never wrong to do good. So you're like, hmm, is that the flesh saying give that money or is that God? I'm like, no, I might as well do it. I might as well go ahead and do it. It's never wrong to do good, okay? And so and here's, I, I kind of had this humorous thought when I was preparing the message, like, you're thinking like, okay, there's a missionary. Should I give him $100? Is that from you, God? Because I kind of felt that and that's not normal, but maybe that could be me or it could be you. I'm gonna go ahead and do it. And I thought, just kind of humorous, the way I envision God sometimes, that he's going like, hey, I didn't whisper that. You just were generous on your own. He's like, hey, angels, we've got a good one here. Let's work on that generosity gift with this guy. He's willing to give when I don't even whisper. That's awesome. Let's see what he does when we whisper. Okay, so anyways, my active mind, you know. <laughs> Expect to hear. Here's a third one. Expect to hear. Expect to hear. We prayed this during a series called Surprise Me, God. And I expect to hear God. I expect that when I'm stumped, he's going to talk to me. I expect when I'm at a, a crossroads, he's going to give me direction. I expect that he's going to keep me on mission with promptings. Now, here's the thing. I don't believe that God will break in on my everyday and tell me what shirt to wear, okay? Now, occasionally, I hear stories where people say like, yeah, I wore this shirt, and then I went to the mall, and this guy said, God told me to talk to the guy with the crazy shirt. That must be you. Okay, I've heard those stories. Okay, but it hasn't happened to me. Usually I just wake up and ask Becca what shirt to wear. All right, so, um, it, and it matches, all right? But here's the thing. The Holy Spirit is like a prompter to a play. Get this. In live theater, when somebody forgets their line and the play is not going where it needs to go, the production's not going where it needs to go, there's a prompter over on the side. They've just been following along. And when the person gets stumped, they're like, it's good to be here. And they tell you the next line. And as you, oh, thank you. It's good to be here. And then the thing keeps going in the progression that it needs to go. See the Holy Spirit like that, then expect him to prompt you and propel your life forward where it needs to go. 
You're at a crossroads. The Holy Spirit's not going to be silent. He's going to talk to you. You're, you're, you're trying to figure out what's next. The Holy Spirit's going to get you where he needs to do it. He will propel you forward where you need to get to. That's, again, John 16. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He'll speak only what he hears, and he'll tell you what is yet to come. Man, that's just propelling you on the mission forward. He's the prompter in the wings, pushing you forward to where God wants you to get. Now, when he talks to you, obey what he says. Obey what he says. Here's the problem. Disobedience starts to dull your spiritual hearing. The Holy Spirit says, do this. You're like, oh, la, 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 la. You're breaking up there, Lord. You're breaking up. Uh, you know, that doesn't work. And you leave and you're wondering, okay, now I need you. I need you to talk to me. Whatever he says, obey it. Matter of fact, a friend of mine uh, is coming out with a book uh, probably in the next six months. It's called Immediate Obedience. It's by Rod Loy. And I'm just going to tell you, I, I love it. I got to read an advanced copy of it. And I said, why isn't it out yet? Because it really talks about hearing whatever God says and then doing it. Just hear it and do it. Hear it and do it. And, and whatever God says to do, obey. Because that's what he loves. When he speaks to you, he loves obedience. First Samuel 15, says, does the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much as in obeying the Lord? To obey is better than sacrifice and to heed is better than the fat of rams. Man, we need to listen. We need to obey. And when God speaks to us, we need to say, I want to do what you want me to do. I say yes to you. Now think about this. People that don't even know Jesus, they don't know God, they want guidance without God. They call astrologers, they do tarot cards, they do all these things, palm reading. They are looking for guidance and direction and they don't have God. People that have God many times don't want guidance because they're like, no, I, don't, I just want heaven. I don't want guidance. Heaven, yes, I don't want guidance. You know, I don't want to have to part with things and do all that or serve in the nursery or anything. I don't want any guidance. Just keep me in heaven, all right? And then other people treat God like he's a genie. And then when you, when you only need directions, you're at a crossroads. You're like, okay, God, I know we haven't talked. I know I haven't listened to you. I know I haven't read your word, but I have a critical decision now. And we treat God like he's the magic eight ball. We're like, okay, God, talk to me. Science point to yes. Okay, good. Oh, thank you. You know, that's not the way it works. The way we should live is like a fourth category that says, God, speak, I'm listening. There's that old hymn, speak, my Lord, speak, my Lord. Speak, my Lord, and I'll be quick to answer thee. I'm just going to be quick. Whatever you say, I'm doing. I'm going to be a quick, obedient person to do exactly what you tell me to do. I'm going to do that. Matter of fact, we talked about this before. The word hear in the Bible means to hear and obey. Whenever God's speaking, you're hearing and obeying. It's not optional. It's not like hear and evaluate. It's hear and obey. So if he's going to speak to you, if he's going to give you a spontaneous thought, and it's something that is there and it lines up with his word, man, you can go for it. And our, our answer should be to obey. Here's another thought. We're going to hear the voice of God. We, it's very smart to be in community. Be in community. To be able to run it by other people. Because you're like, I'm still trying to figure this out. You know, I, I know my thoughts. You know, and then I, I, I've been listening to the enemy's thoughts for a long time. And I'm trying to figure out if this is God or not. Maybe you go to your life group. And you're in community. And you can, hey, can I, can I run this by you guys? I was wondering about this. I'm trying to figure this one out. Maybe you run it by a mentor or the elders. Or you're trying to figure it out. And you're in community. Because remember, we're dealing with the supernatural, and sometimes God will use people in the community to help you to form and listen to the voice of God. How many know that when you're isolated, you get a little loopy? You know? 
You're kind of like, okay, next thing you know, you're talking to volleyballs. Wilson! You know what I mean? It's like, you know, the mind just goes, you know? And when you're dealing with the supernatural, you don't need to isolate. You need to get around people so they can speak into your life and help you, all right? Last thing about this. You will get better with time. You will get better with time. You will, because uh, the Bible says in John 4, 24, God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship in the spirit and in truth. So we got the truth of God's word, but we've got to figure out this spirit thing. We've got to figure out how to hear those spontaneous thoughts, those whispers, the still small voice, the things that are bringing us towards where we need to go, and those times where God breaks in. I'm telling you what, you will get better. And hearing the voice of God is, is a lot like learning to play an instrument. How many know when you give a little kid a violin, that's almost like a torture item, you know? You give that kid that violin, it's like, you know? And somebody invites you to a concert, you're like, yeah, we're busy that night, you know? You hear those little kids playing and you love their enthusiasm, but it's like, wow, I've heard the original. You're not there, you know? Wow, you know? Twinkle, twinkle. Some of you are having nightmares right now. They get a little older. You go to the concert, and all of a sudden, somewhere along the way, it sounds a little bit like music. Like, That's pretty good. That's, they're getting better. You go to the high school concert, orchestra, and all of a sudden, you're like, wow, there's something. Now, you go to a professional concert. It inspires you. You're like, look at how good they are. Hey, everybody there started with, eh, uh, eh, uh, eh. But it starts there. And hearing the voice of God is going to start there. And you might mess up. You might blow it. You might you know, need a little correction here. You might give too much, heaven forbid. You might you know, serve too much. You might, but I'd rather be that way than saying, I, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to play it. I don't want to try it. I don't want to listen. I'm just going to stay put. Let's grow. Let's grow and let's get better at hearing the voice of God so that you could go to the right checkout line. Okay, not for free groceries, but what if God's like, okay, go to checkout line three, and you're like, call 10,000th customer, and you go up there, and instead of 10,000th customer, the person in there is crying, and immediately you're like, okay, God, why am I at number three? And also you're like, hey, I just felt really led. I kind of felt prompted to come here. How are you doing? It's horrible. Huh? I want to be that in tune with God to go to the right spot, to help the right people, to stay on the right focus, the right plan. I want to be helping people to find him as Lord and Savior. More than free groceries, I want to help people find Jesus. I want us to learn how to hear the voice of God in those spontaneous thoughts. We recognize, we say, man, that's God. Let's stay on mission. Holy Spirit, prompt me, prompt me, get me to the right spot so I can do everything you need me to do. So, Lord, I pray in this series that we would listen to your voice. We would listen to the prompts. Even right now, you're prompting people. They're far away from you, and you are prompting them, saying, today's your day. At the end of the service, I pray that they'd go forward and pray with a prayer team member and just say, I heard the prompt that I could be forgiven. Prayer teams will know what to do with it. You're causing people that have had a spiritual deafness to say, God, I want to go back to the spot. I stop listening and say yes. And you're causing a bunch of us, God, that we're saying, God, we want to do more. We want to be exactly where you need us to be. Prompt us, push us forward. And God, interrupt us for 
the little, the big, the everything. Keep us alive. Keep us on mission. Help us to reach people. Help us to save lives. But help us, God, to follow the prompt. We believe you want to speak to us. We are ready to obey. So God, speak to us. In our church this week, in our church through this series, in our church always, may we follow the prompts of God and be obedient because you're speaking. We say speak. We'll be quick to answer you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen, amen.